Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 269. Is the clearer reference the fact that it's app-based? That makes absolutely no sense to me, Julius. Why not? Because the clear is a reference to the fact that it uses electricity, and electricity is phones, and phones use apps. Come on, follow with my logic here. <laughs> I thought you were going to do something like, wee, 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 or something. But I think I've done that same joke before, so I, I want to do something different. <laughs> you know, some jokes never die. I can't be so predictable. Why not? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Julius, I ruined your introduction. No, I think you played into it perfectly, Albert. I planned exactly <laughs> for that to occur. Oh, no doubt. Hello, everyone. We are going to be talking about Paramedics Clear today. Yes, this is a little bit of an older game. I'm not sure how old it is. Um, I ha- I bought it a couple years ago. I played it, then I sent it off to Julius. It's and not that old of it. It's only a 2017 game. Oh, really? I did not realize that. Okay. Well, it's been a few years since I played it. I don't know when I played it. A couple mm. years, maybe? And this is uh, right up Julius's alley. It is a time-based game. Yeah, technically. <laughs> and that just said a whole lot about this episode. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it. All right. Well, let, then let's jump into a summary of this game. I think you already said it. This is a game you play a paramedic. It's a, Because it's a, a very fast-paced kind of business to be in a paramedic saving lives, You know, the game itself is also fast-paced and, and going quickly and you're trying to save lives before time runs out it's a time-based game about being a paramedic and triaging people on the way to the hospital accurate rules rules julius it's been a while for me i don't have a copy so i'll let you cover this (laughs) you're saying in terms of how the game is played or in terms of what we like about the rules so i have a little sheet here next to my desk around my desk that has bullet points so the first one is summary the next one is rules (laughs) all right well Let's talk about the rules then. So talking about the rule book itself, um, this is, I mean, in my opinion, it's a pretty standard one. It summarizes everything in the nice logical order. The game is not overly complicated. It's a cooperative card game without a whole lot of, you know, twists and turns and things like that. So it explains how to play through it. I think generally for, uh, you know, real-time games, it's important to make sure everything is pretty clear at the start. And I think it does a good enough job for explaining all the actions you could take, how you win, how you lose. So I think the rulebook is perfectly fine. Okay. Um, it's an adequate rulebook. I don't I don't remember. I don't remember having any trouble with it either, though. And my notes doesn't mention any trouble. True. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> theme so this is a game about rescuing people how does that theme come across for you julius uh you have an ambulance and you're rushing from place to place saving people before they die well let's talk about that from a couple aspects so first of all the idea that you have to maintain different supplies and i mean you are rushing to save people before they die it is an excellent method of creating tension. That is a theme that is filled with the sort of tension that you get from a real-time game. And Flatline, for example, has a similar theme, but that one's you know in sci-fi. I suppose this one is modern. 
Um, so it's a good theme that, that the extra action helps bring together. Um, this game, instead of abstracting a lot of the, Hey, your, your people are, you know, (laughs) instead of abstracting the idea that you just have six patients, they have cards that sort of, sort of show all the different sort of sicknesses that you have. And some of these cards are weird. I don't know if Albert (laughs) recalls some of them. I mean, some of them are obviously like jokes and parodies for, you know, board game people. Like one of them is you have a board game injury from someone getting angry and flipping a table. But like some of them, (laughs) like there's ones that someone gets trampled by animals and someone has a chair pulled out from under them. And someone like they're silly. They're theoretically funny. It's a real time card game. You're playing it really fast. You don't want to like, they're funny. You want to sit down and look at them. They would be humorous icons in a game that has humor. They take away from the theme. I think in this game, they take away from the experience in this game because it's supposed to be fast, but these are funny. And these pull out of the idea of sort of otherwise treating it seriously because it's not serious. Now I know it's a smirk and dagger game. There has to be smirks. There has to be laughs. There has to be funny, but you have, look at the front cover of the box for a second. Yeah. The front cover of the box is this very serious, like agonized person, paramedics clear. You got someone standing there. There's someone dying. They've got the things on top of them and someone's in real trouble. Meanwhile, in the cards, you have a volcanic eruption is is one of the issues that you have to handle. And I'm like, mm, maybe not. Yeah, there's one that's called brought a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, it's the whole everything but the actual injuries are, are relatively serious, you know, and the game tries it feels like it's trying to be serious until you get to those injuries. Now from what I remember, the Playing the game, you don't really have time to to really read the descriptions anyway. So, it's but sort you of want to read the descriptions. Game. That's that is in fact an issue. That I mean, we'll bring that back up in gameplay. But that's an issue, in my opinion, because with Flatline, it's it's made you know not something you want to sit and read while you're playing the game during a real time game. This one flips over. Like, wait, what is that thing? And you want to stop and read it. You're like. Dude, I don't care what happened to them. These are the icons you need to get them over here. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, so the theme's there, but it's... There, there's a push and kind pull of for w- it. Oddly, yeah, it's push and pull. It's a little odd the way it's done. Um, But e- either way, everything seems to revolve around the theme. I don't remember anything feeling... Like, other than the, the, the dark humor or silly humor. Every, nothing else felt out of place thematically. Um, granted, I don't know much about running an ambulance, so I don't really know how much how accurate it is, but it's a relatively light abstract game. So components. That's our next bullet point. Components of this game. This, From what I remember, this game has a lot of cards. It has some player boards and a bunch of little tokens. Yes. Yes. And then you have to supply your own phone. Yes. It does come with an app. Okay. That's right. So yeah, so it's an app-based game. So you're going to download the app. It's available for Android and 
iPhone and I assume maybe it's a web-based version. I don't know. But you could, in theory, use any timer. The app is nice, but otherwise it doesn't matter. I actually think the app's one of the better components for the game because mm-hmm. I've played other real-time games where the app doesn't feel well done, where the app feels just like a timer or even that there is no timer. And this one, the app feels really nice. It's got big bright buttons. It's got, it continues to evoke the theme. It's not just a timer. I I like the app. I think the app is actually really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Albert, what do you think about the cards? I, so there's two sets of cards, right? There's the cards that have the patience and there is the, there's hand management of all the um, the equipment supplies that you use to heal the patients. Mm-hmm. The from what I remember, the cards are not great quality. They, maybe they were slick or something. I found them a little. From what I remember, it's, it's been a while, but they were hard to handle. Correct. Um, but specifically the equipment, not so much the patients. I don't remember them being a big deal. The problem with patients is that them. right, you're not throwing them around on the table in real time fashion. They're thin yeah. cards. They're not high quality card stock. And so it's a real-time game, so they're going to be moved around a bunch. This is one that I feel like demands sleeves to give it some additional heft when you're throwing cards around the game. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the the art, I like the look of the the cards of the patients. I, I found the art for the equipment a little bit, bit disappointing i think or the card not the art just the cards themselves i thought they they didn't feel consistent to me with the rest of it how so what do you mean um i mean i'm gonna agree with you but i want to know if if you have the same issue i do you know again it's been a while i don't remember too i just remember that feeling that that weirdness and i'm looking at pictures of it now and they're they're playing they have pictures of equipment on it and they're white and a color each equipment has a different color so they're easy to read and they're easy to use but just the style of the art didn't feel like it matched so i'm here let me let me go through a bit more about the style of the art i think that the fronts of the supply row are perfectly adequate they're the way that the supply row works is that each one is a medical kit with one of different types of supplies and you're going to need to grab the different colors to be able to use them to pick up different supplies that you need in supply tokens and use those to sustain or, or transport people to the hospital. And all of those, the, the card supplies matches quite well and it's abstracted. It goes to the clip arty type idea. What mm-hmm. was the issue for me is that they used the box art for so we talked before about that very serious box art that is the back of the supply in the patient deck so it's real person art on one side it looks like a person who's being serious the patient is a guy it's that lady who's over him holding the defibrillator and for supply it's a paramedic standing in the background which are two parts of the box art whereas the front is clip art e the front is, we mentioned about its stick figures and iconization of the of kits and of supplies. That's, that's a contrast that I don't think improves the game because they needed to maintain a visual style between the back and the front of the cards. They should have either stayed consistent with a real-life art style throughout 
or taken the back of the cards and changed them to also be something that is more clip art E and kept it like that where, you know, there's lots of ideas for what it could have been on the back, but it should have been something clip arty as opposed to something real arty. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so it feels like it's lacking in graphic design. Yeah. There's, there's no consistency. Yeah, I could see that. I think, I think from what I recall, I just didn't enjoy the clip art style. And I found, especially like you get the box and the cover looks real serious and all that. And the rest of the game just doesn't match it. And to me, that felt like a letdown because I went in expecting the rest of the game to look like the box cover. I think that's, yeah. that's my issue with that. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think that if they would have mm-hmm. maintained an art style throughout, it would have been better. Like mm-hmm. if they had kept this idea of funny, silly injuries on the box art and on the back of the cards, it would have been fine, but they needed to maintain an art style. And they did not. Besides that, the components, the there's player boards. I, I remember the player boards being adequate. Yeah. Um, counters are fine. The counters, the counters. So now they represent the same thing as the cards, I think. Right. But they don't look the well, same. No, the way it is, is that the, it's, I don't think it is that they're, the art is the same style. They're both clip arty, but the idea is that you use supply cards. So your player board tells you the cost for different counters. So like two yellow cards makes a blood token, for uh, example. Okay. And it's different per player. And it's different per player. And then you have to be trading across. So you have to get the right color to get the right token. Then you have to use the right token on the patient to be able to hold them over or finish them off. Well, okay, and so looking at this, I see three different art styles. I see the, the serious art in the cover in the back of the cards. I see the clip art supply card art, and, and I see the stick figure art for the patients and the t- and the round tokens. To me, they're, they're three different styles of art entirely. I hear you. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree. I think it, at the very least, I think it's two, and once you're having issues with it, making it more consistent would have been the best opportunity. I just yeah, wasn't. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so that's anything else about the components. I think that's all we need to say. <laughs> we bashed at them enough. Let's move on to gameplay. <laughs> we bashed them enough. Okay, gameplay. So, so what I remember here is this is it's a time game. You're Correct. a paramedic and you're playing a full day shift, but it's not a whole full day of rushing madness. It's it's rushing for a short sprint and then taking a break and relaxing, maybe driving to the next place or something, and then rushing again and working really hard at another break, which, gosh, that's got to be a hard job. <laughs> I imagine that's kind of relatively realistic enough. And I can't I imagine, imagine that. I don't yeah. think it's quite well, <laughs> intense without stop. That would be probably bad for sanity. Right, yeah. So so I imagine the game kind of captures that relatively well with the the hard work with the breaks in between. But whatever, so so gameplay. So you you have patients in front of you that you have to rescue, and you have a time limit. And each each round that you play, which is, I think the limit is between 30 or one minute, depending on the difficulty you set, 30 seconds or one minute, um, you have to, using the cards in your hand, buy the, the equipment to heal the patients that they need. Each patient has different symbols on their card. For example, a person has a broken leg, might need a bandages and potentially blood let's say so so you're going to need to collect the right color resupply cards to buy those equipment 
to then put them on the patient. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to be doing that by trading cards from your hand with four that are five that are available face up from the deck. And I think you could also draw directly from the deck. Uh, I think you can. But I think what's really okay. important to note is the the idea of supplies is that each round you're required to sustain your patients by giving them at least one supply. Yes. And if you fully supply a patient, then you have to call out, I think it's, no, it's transport. You call out transport and then you send them to the hospital. And then whenever you transport a patient, you get two new patients. Um, one comes to you and one comes to another player. And then you immediately have to deal with that patient. So while the goal is to continue working through all of your patients, every time you finish one off, things get a little bit more hectic because now you have even more patients out that you have to be able to deal with. So that that is definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, so that adds some interesting uh, gameplay to it in that you may have everything you want to heal your patient, but if you're down to five seconds and you heal them, you're going to draw another card and not going to have enough time to get the right supplies for that patient if you don't already happen to have this stuff. So that, that gets tricky. So sometimes you want to just triage them a little bit and, you know, make them, make them better but not cure them completely so that you don't get stuck with another patient that dies immediately. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned that one aspect about it, when you when you save a patient and they leave you bored, you get two new ones, one goes on your board. If you're playing solo, the other one got discarded? It's No, it's when you're playing solo? Yeah. Um, I think that if you're playing solo, so you <laughs> you just do one shift and then you're just not having to do the thing where you put it away. I think you just have to take two, as, as I understand. Okay, I don't I don't remember. Maybe I was playing something wrong or something. I don't remember, but I remember it being weird that I would pick the two and keep one and discard the other every time is how I was playing it. Um and it felt futile doing that. It felt futile having to discard? I think that I think that makes it easier. Well, cuz I would always just pick the easier one of the two for myself. Oh, you're saying so it, it felt too easy. Yeah, I think it made it feel easy. And then there's another thing with there's critical patients. Once so you're saving patients and the critical ones come up once in a while and they're a little bit different. I think those do you have to heal them immediately instead of triage them? Yes, you or, have to heal them immediately. Okay. There's no there's no holding them over. Gotcha. So if I drew two cards and one of them was a critical patient and the other one wasn't, I would discard the critical and not worry about it. So I remember in playing solo that did not work out so so great. It didn't make any real difference. Um could discard it. You're right. I I think I may have been playing that wrong. Okay. Not well, sure. so <laughs> okay, so back to the rules. Maybe they're not as clear as we thought. <laughs> well, I mean, it could also be that I'm just not remembering it right this minute. I, yeah. I, I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At one point in time, I definitely knew the rules correctly. Yes. Um. So there. So that that's the gameplay. You're going to play in sh- in shifts, and it was playing through the deck once or twice, something like that, if I remember correct. I think we covered gameplay well enough, right? Is there well, anything else you want to add to Yeah, that? there is one thing I want to add because there's a difference between this and many other real-time strategy games. Many real-time strategy games have, I'm going to call it an active and an inactive phase where you set a timer and you have to go like crazy for a minute or 45 seconds or a minute and a half, however long it is, or even like, you know, for some games, it's 10 minutes of craziness and then down, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You you have a time to take a breather 
and you aren't playing the entire game timed. This game, you are playing the entire game timed because what you have to do, you don't get a second. Normally, like many other games, you play the time portion. You're like, okay, I did all the time. Let's resolve, see how well we did, think about strategy and and go again. Or just at the very least, resolve and take a second to not be timed. With this one, you actually have to keep going every single time. When your turn is up, you have to restart a new turn and then clean up while your turn is going. And that keeps you stressed and that that keeps your energy I'm not going to say energy high in my opinion that keeps you, you know, on the edge for the entire time. And that can be much more tiring than say flatline Mm -hmm. where you have on and off times where you have, all right, roll the dice and everyone go, go, go. And then afterwards, like, okay, let's resolve and figure out how they're doing. And now let's go again. And even if you're not supposed to plan strategy at that point, you still have a second where you can breathe and then go. Mm, okay. In my notes, I have that you get a quick break between uh, rounds while, while you refresh stuff. You mean during a shift? Yes, during a shift. You, you'd play for your your forty five, your sixty seconds, and when the that when that round ends, you then have no. time to reset things. No, huh? That is hey. absolutely not because the rules actually say keep the pressure on the next player by starting that timer right away. Immediately restart the timer for the next player, then perform. Ah. It is the responsibility of the player who just ended their turn to straight up for the next player. So in a multiplayer game, you you do have downtime. If you have a four-player game, you have Theoretically, some yes. Right. But not theoretically, yeah. With solo, you absolutely have none. But oh, even okay. Because with solo, you keep going turn, 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 turn. There's no one else. But even in my opinion, when there, when that clock is running, even if it's not actively you, it's still stressful, in my opinion. <laughs> okay. Well, from what I recall, I just gave myself a, a, a short break since I was playing solo. Sure. Uh, yeah. But whatever. So that is... Okay, so that's the, that's the gameplay. Um, fast, tense, in burst, with not a lot of rest in between. That sounds stressful. That does not... Time games are stressful in general. Uh, solo play. I think we've been talking about solo play somewhat. I don't think there's anything else to add to that, is there? Yeah, I think you with solo, play it's one just board. you play it by yourself. You, yeah. play one you could board. not play two players, right? You, that'd be impossible because you'd be... Yes, because you have to trade between the two of them. I don't think it works. Right. It's it's a beat-your-own-score. There's a rating that's presented. You can have different difficulties by choosing how long you want your turn to be. If you have 60, 45, or 30 seconds, that's true also for the main game. So you can make it harder on yourself if you wanted. So, yeah. Then overview. Uh, closing thoughts. Um, I don't, I don't remember enjoying this game too much. Yeah. My notes say... The art could be better. The game is, eh, okay, uh, as a solo game. I never played it multiplayer at all. I did not try. <laughs> we tried. Okay. We tried. We, we want to do at least that. We tried. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I mean, and I'm the one on the podcast who tends to be much more supportive of the real-time games. I yes. tend to enjoy them more. I, this this was not my cup of tea. I I felt like the art, immediately when you open up the box i did not find the game appealing based on the art i think that the clash and art design was not a good choice and that 
created enough of a sour note. I I did not enjoy the gameplay. I did not. I mean, the basic loop is good, but the fact that there is no downtime, the fact that it, it keeps that high intention always, I don't like it more than the other real time mm. games on my shelf. I have now a number of them and it's just, it doesn't rate. Gotcha. Yeah. So I haven't played too many real time games. I think that the, the ones that come to mind besides this one will be rep, the pandemic rapid response and the magic maze. And it felt like both of them had a lot more going on in this one. This one felt much more simple and basic to play. So maybe more accessible to younger audiences. Does that sound right to you? I think so. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure, to tell you the honest truth. It could be, yes, because there is accessibility. There is other things for you know other people to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm not sure if it's more accessible. Like Escape would probably be even more accessible, I think, for younger audiences. It is accessible. I'll, I'll give it that. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Escape is another one I have played, and I do like that one. Um. So so it seems like this game would work okay with younger audiences. Uh, For me, maybe it was just too simple that I didn't like, and like you said, the art and all that. And I guess the the cute art, that makes a lot more sense if you're targeting this toward, toward the younger audience too, right? The, the stick figure people and the silly injuries that, you know, that are I think they were just trying to do their thing. Well, yeah. And then there's that. <laughs> it's a smirk and dagger game. And I think that that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to question. I'm not going to question what they did or why just, or maybe it was, maybe it was <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't care for this one. I think this is one of the games playing this one and and Magic Maze kind of cemented that I don't really enjoy the timer games too much. They're, they're just way too much tension for me. Poor Albert. And, yeah, yeah. I'd like my my game slow and steady. That's my style. Well, I think we are uh, about cleared out of this. Yeah, let's just yeah. Let's finish her up. Have a good <laughs> night, everyone. All right. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.